Welcome to the Criswell College Chapel Podcast. Through each semester, the entire campus gathers for worship through song and a biblical, challenging, and encouraging message. Speakers include pastors, professors, and local business and nonprofit leaders. At Criswell, we believe spiritual life is vital for everyone. And that is why Criswell's goal in chapel services is to emphasize loving the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, and all our strength. We make leaders who are ambassadors, cultivators, peacemakers, problem solvers, and professionals. While chapel services are tailored to students, we are encouraged by all our guest speakers by knowing that the practicality of what is being spoken is for everyone. To learn more about Criswell College, visit criswell.edu. Thank you for joining us. Today we will be hearing from Dr. David Hardage. Dr. Hardage has served as Executive Director of Texas Baptists, the Baptist General Convention of Texas, for the past 10 years. He previously served as Director of Development for Truett Seminary. Dr. Hardage has also served as a pastor and interim for several churches, including most recently as interim pastor of First Baptist Church of Waxahachie, Texas. He earned a Doctor of Ministry from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, a Master of Divinity from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and a Bachelor of Arts in Religion from Baylor University. Without further ado, Dr. David Hardage. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, you know, truly an honor for me to be here. And uh, just want to say thank you, Mr. President, for the kind and gracious invitation and introduction. Thank you. Uh, I'm just honored to be here. And uh, there was a time when this wouldn't have happened. Uh, I'll just be upfront about that. And that was a sad day. This is a good day. And so, grateful for it. I need to begin with a, a couple of um, <clears throat> kind of transparent confessions. So one, um, I don't think I have a, what you might call a real sermon today. <laughs> Back when I was a pastor, uh, every now and then someone would come out of the church. You know, I was, I was one of those kind of pastors that would stand at the back of the door, at the back of the church, the door when people would leave and shake everybody's hand. And every now and then somebody would come by and say these encouraging words. Well, preacher, that was a nice little talk today. <laughs> you pour your heart and soul into preparing a sermon and and somebody says, well, that was a nice little talk. I say that to tell you, I think maybe what I have for you today is just a little talk. Secondly, I am not a Bible scholar. Uh, my brothers say that I'm educated beyond my intelligence. So there may be some truth to that. Now, you have Bible scholars here at Criswell and praise God for them. I'm not one of those. I am a Bible reader. So, 1989, I was a pastor, and I really got under conviction that I had never read the Bible all the way through, you know, from Genesis to maps. I had just never read it all the way through. So I went and got one of those uh, one-year Bibles, 
And if you've seen those in bookstores, you know, if you get one, it, every day you read a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New Testament, uh, a psalm, and just a, a little bit of the Proverbs. If you do that every day, by the time you get to the end of the year, uh, you've read the Bible all the way through. So I started on January the 1st of 1990. And I'm now on my 32nd year in a row of reading the Bible all the way through every year. So when I say I'm not a Bible scholar, now I'm, I mean that, but I also mean it when I say I am a Bible reader. Now, in my reading the Bible, I have, I've, there's a phrase that in the Old Testament has captured my attention over and over, time after time when I read it, and year after year when I read it, and I've just been contemplating, praying about, thinking about, what does that mean? And so, my, 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 the depth of my conclusion is, I'm not sure, but I have a couple of thoughts that I'm going to share with you that I wish someone had shared with me when I was sitting in your chair. So that's what today's about, a little talk about something I wish somebody had told me. So what I want to start with is just the, the phrase and the verse. And, and now it's used many times, but I, the, the one I'm going to read is in uh, Proverbs chapter 4. If you've got your Bible, great. If not, you've got a phone. If not, don't worry, I brought my Bible. Psalm, I mean, Proverbs 4, uh, verse 27. It's just a simple little phrase, but listen to what it says. The writer of Proverbs says, Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Now, the phrase I want to just spend a, a few minutes on, what, what does that mean, is that phrase, do not turn to the right or to the left. Now, I'm going to leave it up to you to contemplate for yourself and pray through for yourself and study for your own what you think that means, but here's a couple of thoughts from me for today. I think it really has to say something about obedience, doesn't it? If, if you're told, do not, in Scripture, you're told, do not do this, there's got to be a word in there about obedience. If we're told to do something, that's also a word about obedience. So let's just talk yeah, maybe just for a minute here about obedience. Do not turn to the right or to the left. This is about, I think, Above, above all else, just being obedient to the voice of and the call of God in your life. So whatever it is God's calling you to do, leading you to do, directing you to do, He's gifted you to do that. You know, when you were small, you, you've heard the question, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's a fine question. It's just not the right question. The right question is, what does God want you to be when you grow up? 
So some of you here today, God is leading you into full-time Christian ministry. If God's leading you, directing you, calling you to full-time Christian ministry, ministry on, on whatever that may be for you, then just be obedient to that. Prepare for that. Follow that. Do that. If God is not leading you into full-time Christian ministry, don't feel bad about that. And don't be ashamed of that. Go where God's calling you. Go where God's leading you. Be obedient to whatever that is, because whatever that is, I think he will gift you for that. Now, my wife, we've been married be 42 years in December. For 30 years, she was a public school teacher. That's what she was gifted to do. But you know, we always felt like her ministry and mine were the same. She, she was called and gifted. She was led and directed to be a teacher for middle schoolers. Not me. I couldn't, wouldn't do that. I would be in prison today. <laughs> and I would ask her, why do you do that? And her answer was always the same. They need me. God's going to take you where you're needed. Go there. Just be obedient to whatever that is. So I, I think there's just a word here about obedience. I wish I could go back and start over, kind of, and begin every day. Like I'm hoping you're going to start beginning every day. God, today, show me, direct me, lead me, direct me, and I pledge my obedience to what that is. It can be in full-time Christian ministry like I have been for well, this past August, 41 years. Or it can be something completely different. I have friends who are coaches, godly Christian coaches. They are where the water hits the wheel, if you ask me, having influence on teenagers day after day in unique settings. So I just think when, when this says, do not turn to the right or to the left, I think this says something about obedience. So my, my first word to you is a spirit of obedience to where God leads and directs. Do that. I think there's also something here about focus. Do not turn to the right. Do not turn to the left. Just a couple of verses over, it says, keep your eyes straight ahead. Focus. Let me just talk about what I think that might mean to just stay focused. Here's how I'm going to come at it. Over in 1 Peter 5, 8, Peter writes and says, Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for whom he may devour, destroy. So you just read through that, and you're like, I just read that. And so you, I ask the question, how? If, if, the, if my spiritual adversary 
really is trying to destroy me, my life, my ministry, my family, whatever that is, how's he going to do that? How? So I think one of the ways is distraction. Get me distracted from what I'm called to do, from, the, from whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. Get me distracted from that, and I will not be effective. I will not be efficient doing that. Just get me distracted from it. I think there's a lot of ways that he destroys our life, our ministry, our family, all, a lot of ways. I think one of them, though, is get us distracted. So here's my humble yet accurate opinion. I don't know that Baptists have ever been more distracted than they are in 2022. And I'm going to make up a word here. This may be a real word. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But it, uh, if it's not, I'm going to make it up. I don't think we've ever been more distractible than we are today. That leads me to say social media is a distracting instrument, and you best be careful with it. It can and it will get you out of focus. Baptists today, pastors today, leaders today, we are just, I think, way too distracted. So my, my, my word to you is, Every day, wake up and present yourself with a spirit of obedience. Where you lead me, what are you calling me to do? Whatever that is, that's where I'm going. And God, keep me focused. There's a lot coming at you, probably more coming at you than ever came at me when I was your age. More coming at you now, more. There, there is just... You're being pulled and tugged in more directions than I ever was today in 2022. You are being pulled here and pulled there, to the right, to the left, all, however you want to read that. And it's so easy to get distracted from what we've been called to do, and that's to make disciples. In whatever avenue, whatever venue God places you, we, the call to be a disciple maker never leaves. So... I just would urge you, keep your focus and start every day with, God, help me to be properly focused. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I watch three racehorses a year, three horse races a year, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. And I don't know why I watch them. I don't gamble. I don't bet. I don't do any of that. I just think they're kind of interesting. But you know, those horses have blinders on so they can run the race they're supposed to run. I'm not asking for blinders because we got to be aware, but I am asking you to stay focused. So I think there's a, I think there's a word here about obedience. I think there's a word here about focus. I also think there's something here, and I haven't gotten my my mind completely around it yet. I'm working on that. So I'll, I'm working on what that really means. But I think there's something here about being centered. 
you, you, maybe, maybe I'm looking for the word balanced. Maybe I'm looking for the word stable, steady. But there's something here about not about being centered. Uh, let me see if I can talk about what I think that means. Over in Isaiah uh, 45, there's that potter and the wheel. You, you've read that before. It's where, you know, I am the, you know, you are the potter, I am the clay. So I used to serve on a, I used to be the pastor of a church up in kind of North Texas near, near Wichita Falls. And one of the guys on our staff, uh, he decided to go take a pottery class. Well, it got all over him. After about a year, he resigned and became a professional potter. So others have done what he, what he did and what I'm about to tell you about. Others have done it, so it's not new to him particularly. It's not unique to him. But he developed this little thing he called parables from the potter. And so I went and watched. He made me pots and stuff. He was good. So if you've ever sat near a potter, have you ever watched them put the clay on the wheel? I mean, they slam it down on there. But you know what they're looking for? The center. Because if it's not in the center, it is not nearly moldable like it could be or like it should be. Have, in your, your whole life, people have said, you know, if you want to be healthy, have a balanced diet. I think maybe there's something here about being healthy in ministry, healthy in work. So I know, I know full-time ministers who lost their family because they were out of balance with the church. I can introduce you to full-time ministers who lost their church because they spent all their time at home and with the family. I'm talking about just staying steady, stable, balanced. I'm just going to go back to the word centered. You know, it took, it took a while, but I think God finally slammed me in the middle and said, I'm going to mold you right here. And you know, I've been in a healthier place since then. All that to say, what does it mean? Do not turn to the right or to the left. I think there's something here about being stable and steady. I think there's something here about being focused. Have you ever seen magicians work? You know, they're not really magicians, but illusionists. You know, they got all kinds of ways to trick you. But you know, one of the ways they trick you Distraction. I mean, just for a moment, if they can get your attention off of, off of what they're doing, 
all of a sudden you're back and you think, what, how did they do that? Distraction. Obedience. I think there's something here about obedience. Big mistakes in my life I can trace back to disobedience. So if I were right there where you are today and I was getting started in my ministry, whatever that is, at the BGCT, every person we have hired since I have been there 10 and a half years, I've sat across the table from them and said, now I don't, it doesn't matter to me what your position is on our staff. You are in ministry here. If you're a believer, a believer in and a follower of Jesus, wherever it is you are working or serving, that's ministry. To me, you're in the ministry. And in the ministry, we've been called to obedience. In the ministry, we've got to stay focused. In the ministry, we need to stay centered, balanced, steady, and stable. I wish years ago when I was your age, I developed the discipline to stand up every day or to wake up every day and say, God, here I am, obedient to where you're leading, keep me focused, and don't let me get out of whack. I want to do a good work. Now, I still want to do good work even after I retire, but you know what? I really want you to do a good work. I hope maybe in some way this will help. Thanks for the time. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the day and just the blessings of it. Uh, I thank you for your word, and I confess there's so much I don't understand even still, but I, I pray, Father, that you will use what we've just talked about today and just... Uh, Let us think on these things and uh, use what's there to to our benefit uh, as we seek to serve you and to your glory as we serve you. I pray for these students. God, give them a great semester. Give them a great ministry, whatever that is. But I pray especially keep them obedient, keep them focused, keep them steady and stable. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for listening to the Criswell Chapel podcast. Please make sure to visit criswell.edu to learn more about Criswell College. We hope that you will join us again soon. God bless you.